This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 96. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Brett Hurst. Hi, Brett. And I'm Kelly Hurst. Hey, Kel. We are both marriage educators. We're co-founders of Home Encouragement. This podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Well, today's episode is called Limiting Your Limiting Beliefs. Easy for you to say. Well, I said it. (laughs) And we even have a tip of the day. We're recommending a book by Michael Hyatt, your best year ever, which I believe is the inspiration for today's yes, subject matter. I'm a huge Michael Hyatt fan. A lot of our listeners may know that. And Your Best Year Ever is a great book. I think I read it last year or the year before, and it just has some great information about just goal setting and you know productivity, all that kind of stuff that I'm a geek about. Well, I'm all about productivity. <laughs> so limiting beliefs, what are they? They're distorted views that we might have of things that maybe limit our freedom, maybe they limit our motivation, maybe they slow down our creativity, maybe they even impede our hope that we might have about certain outcomes. In other words, these these are the things that keep you stuck. They, these are when you're unable to see a different possibility. Right. So, let's, And we all have them, by the way. That's right. Yes, I have them myself, as you know. <laughs> You've talked me off the ledge, <laughs> as have I you. So there are three kinds of limiting beliefs that we want to lay out here first. Uh, one is a limiting belief about the world. Uh, these are assumptions that we have about the world around us, and it translates to conversations like this. I can't start a business right now because the market is terrible, so mm-hmm. the world is not favorable mm-hmm. in that way. Uh, I don't trust management. They're always trying to cheat us. Mm. Um, those those can be deep-seated beliefs, but they're not always uh, based in reality. They're rarely the entire truth, even if part of the belief is accurate. So you want to see the world clearly uh, rather than be confused about it. Right. I think you see this a lot in like the public square these days, like political conversations. You know, I think a lot of us have limiting beliefs about what the other side thinks or, you know, what what government uh, is capable of doing or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You you just kind of hear a lot of that. Uh, well, that'll never change. You mm-hmm. know, this will ne- they'll never get anything done, you know, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Right. So another kind of limiting belief uh, is the limiting belief we could have about others uh, a little more personally. You know, it's no use asking He's too busy to meet with me, mm-hmm. or she hasn't responded to me yet, so she must be mad at me. So right. we're trying to do other people's thinking for right. for them. Uh, so again, these aren't truths necessarily. They're just beliefs that we let creep in, and then they start to influence us and shape our decisions. Yeah, I, and it's it's surprising to me how far we'll take limiting beliefs. Like I just had a conversation recently with a family member who had just convinced himself that another member of our family was mad at him about something. And as we started kind of talking about it, I was like, well, how do you, you know, did this person say that? Do they act upset? And, and it turned out they didn't really have anything to root that in. They just 
kind of made an assumption and went with it and just ran with it. And before you knew it, he was believing all kinds of things that maybe were not true at all. Right. Maybe they were based on past behavior or something, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, you can't do that. You can't necessarily say this is what's happening. Yeah. It may not reflect reality. Yeah. Uh, another kind of limiting belief is uh, a limiting belief we might have about ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some of the self-talk that we do. Uh, I'm a quitter. I never finish anything I start. Mm-hmm. That kind of can start becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, or like, I'm always, I'm just terrible with money. That's just how I am. I'll never, I'll never be good with money. That's just how I am. <laughs> like, that's set in stone. So, at best, these are half-truths. At any rate, they can roadblock us from making progress in our life. So, Kel, how can we recognize if we have limiting beliefs? I think one way is we need to recognize when we're thinking in black and white terms. You know, everything is all or nothing. Perfection is the only goal. You may be using language like always and never a lot, but reality is usually a sliding scale. It's not like really a toggle switch. And so if you find yourself in kind of binary thinking a lot, like it's this way or it's this that way, way or that, you yeah. know, and nothing in between, then we might have a limiting belief about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another way we might have a limiting belief would be to, um, or to recognize when we have it, it would be when we personalize things, when we blame ourselves for negative occurrences. Mm -hmm. So something happens that you really have no control of, but all of a sudden it's, you know, your fault. Somehow you caused this, you know, natural disaster or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, We can also, and you, Brett, you use this language a lot with couples when we're working with couples is catastrophizing. We assume that the absolute worst is going to happen even with little evidence that that might be so. And mm-hmm. so you'll use that language with couples. Let, let's not catastrophize and assume the absolute worst here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes there's things in our history, maybe with or with that other person, that kind of plant those seeds in us uh, mm-hmm. where we're kind of stepping outside of realistic viewpoints of what reality really is. Yeah. Uh, We can also universalize. We can take a bad experience and then assume that everything's bad. Mm -hmm. Just because this one experience is bad, then everything around me is bad. Right, right. You can never trust that again. Or Yeah, yeah. right. So what limiting beliefs do you have about your spouse? Mm. See, this is where I think that's it. You know, the limiting beliefs conversation can be very personal. Like we said before, you can have them about the world, about others and ourselves. The others and ourselves is where we can really focus on what limiting beliefs we have about marriage. Mm -hmm. Because we can have limiting beliefs about, I, I can have a limiting belief about myself in my marriage. I can have a limiting belief about you, Brett, mm-hmm. in our marriage, mm-hmm. and I can have a limiting belief about our relationship, uh, you know, as an institution. Well, don't do that. <laughs> so it's good to ask the question: What limiting belief do I have about myself in our marriage? Uh, what limiting beliefs or beliefs do I have about my partner? And what limiting beliefs do I have about how we will move forward or not as a couple? So, in marriage, an example of that might be. Believing that love and passion in your marriage must fade over time. Yeah. Now it's true that it does mm-hmm. from time to time. That uh, it can. Right. But we tell young couples all the time, even though our first year of marriage was this really supercharged <laughs> hormone fun. charge. Yeah, fun. It was just a lot of <laughs> that 
our love and passion is greater now than it was then. Yeah. And it was great then. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't mean it's always been great for, you know, at this recording, 32 mm-hmm. plus years of marriage. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it does get deeper and it does grow. And the, um, yeah. I, and I think culture doesn't help that. Right. Because according to movies and songs and TV shows, you know, marriage is where love goes to die, right. apparently, or sex goes to die, or fun goes to die. Right. And so culture doesn't really support the idea that your love can actually grow and get richer and stronger. And Well, and sometimes we don't support that. Right. You know, I mean, we've I've said this before, I think the natural trajectory of a married couple is for them to grow apart unless mm-hmm. they're intentional. Now, if you're intentional, it's a completely different ballgame. Right. Anybody... If they're working on moving towards each other, as Gottman likes to talk about, Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to fan the flame and nurture Mm -hmm. fondness and connection for one another. I think another common uh, limiting belief in marriage is believing that your partner's flaws will never improve. You know, just having this mindset that, well, he's just, he's so stubborn. He'll never, ever change, you know. Are you getting over that one? Over thinking you're stubborn? <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> Are, both Are you of our- stuck in that one, Carol? I, I would say both of us have a level of stubbornness that... Oh, um, come on. Yeah. I, I think I'm more in touch with my stubbornness than you are with yours. But do you believe that I'll never change? No, I do not. This is what I always want to ask someone who's kind of nitpicking at their partner's flaws or assuming that they'll never change. Oh, I'm all ears. Is what if he or she believed that about you? Mm-hmm. We don't really want the same thing turned on to us. Right. What if someone thought you'll never change, you'll never improve or grow? That would be bad. Yeah, we don't want that. So what's another um, common limiting belief, do you think? Uh, ironically, I think it's the one where if if we're meant to be together, then things should be easier. Mm. That's ironically a limiting belief, right? Because it's not dealing in reality. Mm-hmm. It's it's setting yourselves up in your marriage for failure because yeah. you're going to have bad days. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to act self centered. You are going to be less than your best and all you know all yeah. kinds of situations but that doesn't mean you're not developing together as a married couple and things aren't improving yeah i think this is one that i fell into uh probably the first decade or so that you and i were married is just just this myth of that if we really love each other you know we should just be able to float through marriage happily and just mm-hmm. really I, I don't know where i got that i think it was because i just didn't have a framework in front of me of what that looked like mm-hmm. of couples to struggle and still be happy right. you know or still really positively work through their stuff and so so these are just like a few examples there there can be all kinds of it's endless ways that we uh, yeah, but I, but I do like to ask the question, you know, if you have a limiting belief about your spouse, think about how would it set that person free for you to let go of that limiting belief about to, them? To unrestrict that limitation. Yeah. Like, because I, because I honestly think that our limiting beliefs are not as, um, private or silent as we think they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think our spouses are pretty aware that we have those that beliefs. That we have the limiting beliefs. Oh, in some cases, <laughs> we're quite aware. <laughs> of, you know, because we we might think, oh, I never, I would never say that to my husband that I think he'll never change. But I bet your behavior 
shows that. I bet it leaks out. <laughs> so if one or both of you decide, hey, let's let's just entertain the possibility. Yeah. Maybe this person will change or or maybe we can grow together or maybe we can yeah. uh, do the dance differently. Yeah. Maybe it really can change. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, our limiting beliefs, whatever they are, they're usually invisible until we identify them and naming them is very important as well. You know, once you name what that limiting belief is, mm-hmm. well, then it's out in the ether. It's uh, it kind of loses its power. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's now it's on the table. Yeah, for discussion, for change, for modification. Right. Uh, you know, things can change once you start yeah. calling it what it is. I am such a big believer. I've seen that so much with you and me, Brett, and with other couples, is that when you get stuff out of your head and into the conversation space, A, it loses a lot of its power, B, you can untangle it, mm-hmm. and usually the stuff is a little more simple than we think it is. We, mm-hmm. we get all in our head about it, and I, I don't know, I've just seen that happen again and again when things get out on the table. It's like, oh, this isn't quite as scary as I thought it was, you know. Good point. Well, we just have to remember that beliefs aren't necessarily facts. They can be, but they're not necessarily that. They're learned assumptions. They're based on observing something that didn't work. They are built over a lifetime. They're they're things we witness maybe with our caretakers, uh, how we were loved and cared for, or how we weren't loved and cared for, Mm -hmm. and how other relationships in our lives have progressed. So sometimes our standard of evaluating our beliefs is off. Mm, right. It's not accurate. It's not true. It's uh-huh. or it's a completely different situation than the situation you're in now. Yeah. And and it just keeps us stuck. Mm-hmm. It really and it keeps our partner stuck or it can keep our partner stuck. No, I totally agree. So these attitudes, these beliefs that we carry with us, you know, they determine which direction something will go. So mm-hmm. we always like to give couples permission to change the dance. Now, mm-hmm. when you change the dance, it's tricky, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, so there's an adjustment period to that, but then there's a whole new world available to you. Mm-hmm. So why trap Why trap yourself with limited, with limitations? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, I think it's a good, good conversation. Sky's the limit. Woo! Well, very good. Very good. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. Also, you can uh, follow us on social media. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to discuss on this podcast, you can send us an email to thehursts, H-U-R-S-T-S, at homeencouragement.org, and we'll do what we can to discuss it. We, uh, we hope you'll share the love by rating us on Apple Podcasts, and we'll be thrilled if you write us a very nice review. Yes, give us five stars, five stars. Five stars, yes. This <laughs> helps us have more visibility. We also want to give a special shout out to our engineer, audio magician, Grant Supak. Thanks, Thanks Grant. Grant. You always help us sound better. You, somehow you help us sound like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> So thanks for listening today. Until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.